In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, listeners, Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Hey, Happy New Year. If I haven't wished you a Happy New Year yet. Uh, we're a couple of weeks into the new year and I want to pose a question to you. As you're setting your new year's goals and resolutions, the question I've got for you is, can one word change your life? Can one word actually have a bigger impact on your results in 2017 than the goals you set and the resolutions that you try and keep? I mean, let's face it, most people fall off the horse when it comes to resolutions. Goal setting you know, some people do better than that than others. Some people lose focus. I want to present to you today perhaps a new opportunity for you, a new way to take a look at how do I achieve what I want to achieve this year? How do I become that person, the person that I want to be? And the opportunity I propose to you is called the one word that will change your life. It comes from a book that was written by my special guest today, Jimmy Page, not to be confused with Led Zeppelin fame, of course, but Jimmy Page is uh, an author, an athlete, a coach. Uh, he's just a phenomenal person. He's written actually four books, which includes Wisdom Walks, Pray Fit, and One Word That Will Change Your Life. He's a uh, frequent speaker and coach at schools and uh, is just a, is a phenomenal being. And himself and his partners um, teamed up and several years ago wrote this book called One Word That Will Change Your Life. And it became a movement. It became a movement because it deals with probably one of the most common things that we face in a new year. And that is how do we become the best version of ourselves for this year? How do we live a life of impact instead of just creating these you know, endless goals and New Year's resolutions? What if we could actually choose one word that would be our driving force for this year. So that means we're not so dependent upon, you know, looking at our lists, to-do lists and our resolutions and goals and things like that. And that's not to diminish 
activities and things we that we have to do and actions we have to take. But more importantly is when you really step into this concept of one word that will change your life, it's about who you become, right? Because if you're going to have a phenomenal 2017, if you're going to achieve things you haven't done before, then you've got to become somebody you haven't been. Does that make sense? And that's where this concept of one word comes in is because just one word in a moment when you discover your one word and you take ownership of that, it literally changes the course of your life for the next year. And so we unpack this concept of one word that will change your life. Jimmy Jimmy Page, my special guest, is I'm thrilled to have on this show. And I think you're really going to love this episode. It's one of my favorites. My one word for 2017, ownership. Ownership. And that's really, it permeates all the aspects of my life, right? My health, my fitness, my business, my relationships, ownership, because I'm ultimately responsible for the outcome of those areas of my life, right? That Jimmy calls the six categories that you'll hear about, right? And so for me, it's ownership. For you, maybe it's obviously something else, right? Maybe it's patience. Maybe it's um, commitment. Maybe it's follow through. Maybe it's um, uh, understanding, empathy, uh, focus. You know, I don't know. The point is, this episode is going to help you discover your one word. And there's resources we're going to direct you to on Jimmy's uh, website at getoneword.com. And I'm just really excited. I'm looking forward for you and I to go on this journey together. I told you my one word is ownership. What's yours? Once you listen to this podcast, you go through the exercise, email me. Let me know what your one word is for this year. And if we get enough people interested, uh, maybe we can host kind of a small group that checks in on a regular basis to see how we're doing with our one word. So email me your one word, info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com, or just leave a comment on the blog, leave a rating on the podcast here. If you like this one, I'd appreciate it very much. So let's get into this show and discover your one word that will change your life. Hey, Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be with you. Thanks so much for making time. As uh, you know, you and I were talking previously about uh, how I came across the whole concept of you know, the one word. And I just thought with it being still early in January, it'd be really appropriate for my audience, particularly in light of what do most people do at this time of year, right? They set New Year's resolutions and so forth. So I definitely want to unpack that as we get into that. But it's interesting, if you wouldn't mind just um, sharing with our listeners, how this whole movement of, you know, one word began, and how did you get connected to it? Absolutely. You know, almost 20 years ago, we began this journey. Dan and I, Dan Britton, my, one of my co-authors, and John Gordon, we were doing life together. And we were really um, you know, in each other's life to sharpen each other, to make each other be our best. You know? And we had a real desire, even you know, in the early days uh, following college, to live a great life, you know, to, to live on purpose and make a difference. And, and every year, we were doing those New Year's resolutions as well. And Dan and I, in particular, were, were encountering a lot of false starts, a lot of a lot of failure, some frustration with it, you know, because we would literally make a to-do list around our resolutions. And back in the day, we would have thirty or forty things on there that we were going to do, from read twenty-four books this year to exercise every day, and you know, on and on the list goes. And the truth was, we weren't having very much success because we were overwhelmed by the list. Hmm. Um, and almost everything on that list was, was focused on what we were going to get done rather than who we were going to become. So it, we were introduced to this concept to scrap the list, you know, scrap the new year's resolutions and nobody's successful with new year's resolutions. Anyways, right. 90% of us set resolutions, 50% of those resolution makers fail by the end of January. And then, you know, three months in most people have forgotten 90% failure rate. 
So we began to filter our entire year through a single word, which provided focus for life change in all areas of our life. And we've seen a lot of success for the last almost 20 years now. Yeah, good points there. And I could definitely relate to the New Year's resolutions. And man, that was a pretty long list. Uh, 20, 20 plus items on your resolution. <laughs> Set yourself <Funny>. up. <laughs> well, we're athletes, you know. And we, That's true. We converted our resolutions to a game plan. You know, we thought, hey, let's get smart about this. Anybody can execute a game plan, right? And the game plan became offense, defense, special teams, fan involvement. I mean, it was, it was horrible. And we were totally overwhelmed by it. So the one word really simplified that quite a bit. Yeah, so you're an athlete, so obviously you're kind of like challenged. Hey, let's do it. Let's take it on. Let's attack it, all that stuff. So let's let's unpack that a little bit. So, you know, everybody does New Year's resolutions, like you say, uh, and, and more often than not, people don't follow through. So what's the difference between New Year's resolutions and or goal setting and, you know, coming up with one word that kind of defines who you want to become? How does that change? How does that impact those things? Yeah. I think the number one thing it does is it narrows the focus. You know, if you follow or study the lives of the most productive, impactful people in the world, they have an uncanny ability to narrow the focus. Um, You know, they don't try and do everything because they know if they try and do everything, they don't do many of those things very well. So narrowing the focus is probably the, the most significant difference between New Year's resolutions and one word. So with one word, you know, you're applying that word to each aspect of your life, whether it's your relationships or it's your physical health or maybe even the way you handle money. It has incredible impact in each area of life. So simplicity is the is probably the most significant driver. Um, You know, I can't remember any of my resolutions, but I can remember virtually every one word I've had for the last 20 years. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so what's the process that somebody would go through to discover their one word? The process is incredibly simple. You know, when you're talking about uh, designing your life and life change around one word, we felt like keeping the process was, was simple was very important. It's a three-step process. It's looking in, looking up, and looking out. You know, that first step of looking in is where you, you decide to unplug from the chaos of life, from the busyness of life. And, you know, if you, you'll read in the book how we were, we're inundated in life with activities and busyness, uh, so much so that we lose sight of our actual purpose. So we, we will coach people one-on-one or in groups or with companies and, and organizations to unplug from the chaos of life. It's the single hardest thing for most people to do because when the alarm clock goes off in the morning, after they've hit snooze two or three times, when they get out of bed and they hit the floor, they literally, most of us, hit the floor running. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any time for contemplation, for even a morning routine, whether that's prayer or whether that's a, a thanks, you know, a walk of, of giving thanks. We just don't have a lot of time for ourselves. So we, we coach people to unplug from the busyness, get outside of technology, and really take a look inside and discover, hey, what do I need most? If I, if I was going to pursue life change this year, what do I need most and what's in my way from a breakthrough? Okay, so that was first look within, right? Yep, look in. Okay. Yeah, and the second step is to look up. And this is, you know, all three of the authors, uh, we're all men of faith, and we believe that we've been created for purpose. We have, we have incredible potential, and the best way to discover our purpose and our potential is by seeking the one who created us. So 
as men of faith, we will seek that and, and we look up and we look up for guidance. We plug into um, to God in our case and other people will, will plug into their intuition and, and that type of thing. But we ask people to contemplate um, this year, what can be accomplished in you and through you this year? What purpose is going to drive your life? And as you ask those questions and as you listen for the answers intuitively, um, you know, words will come to mind and words will be revealed in both of these stages. And then you start to see patterns. Now, what I do when I look up is I will journal and I'll write down a lot of my thoughts about what I need and what, what I can accomplish and who I can become as a man um, in all the roles that I play, whether it's as a, as a dad or as a husband or in my work, work environment. Um, and then certain themes start to surface and I'll, I'll jot down a number of potential words. And then I try and distill from that what my one word will be for the year. Okay, that's good. All right, so I get a, a sense of kind of the process. It sounds like you're getting some, you know, quiet time. You're blocking out time, whether that's several hours, half a day, or whatever it is. But you need to spend that time in quiet reflection to allow those things to surface for you. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely, because you know, I think out of silence uh, it brings clarity. Silence and, and solitude and quiet always brings clarity. Confusion comes from chaos, you know. So. When, you know, if you think about your life and the list of things you have to accomplish today and, you know, you're running pretty hard, um, you can't hear that still small voice. You can't you can't gain some insight into what you need most unless you unplug and, and quiet your spirit. No, absolutely. And like you had said earlier, we live in such a chaotic, noisy world distracting us all the time. Uh, it's important that we do this and probably at regular intervals throughout the year as well. Absolutely. This isn't a one time deal. Right. But um, hopefully we're helping to establish a habit of really being centered and mindful and aware of uh, the most important things in your life so that you can discern what, uh, you know, the, the life change that needs to happen throughout the year. Okay, let's go to step three. Step three is, is looking out. And this is the phase where you've discovered your word, you've selected that word, you've picked it for the year, and you begin to put things in place to keep it front and center and to ensure that you make progress toward life change and the, that this word would be become a powerful force in your life. So, for example, we make sure that people immediately um, tell their inner circle of friends, hey, this is the process I've gone through. This is my one word for the year. This is the word that I hope is going to bring significant life change to me, making me my very best this year. Um, and I want you to know about it so that you can hold me accountable to regularly revisiting the word and its impact in my life, to filter decisions through that word and to have focus so that your, your life starts to uh, make progress. And when you tell that inner circle, you know, one of the things we discovered, Jeff, is this. Most people don't have an inner circle yeah. of friends. I was just thinking that same thing. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> yeah. well, shouldn't there be a criteria on who you share that with? Because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, most people go, man, all right, who are the people I trust most? And would they consider themselves part of my inner circle? And uh, do they want me to be my best? And mm. do I want them to be their best? You know, so right. this process of telling your inner circle has spawned a whole new conversation for a lot of people to say, hey, who are those people I'm going to invest in and who do I want to surround myself with so that I can be my best? Hmm. So, you know, you tell that inner circle, man, and they, they start using it uh, for your benefit. And sometimes they use 
use it against you like a club. Sometimes they will, hey, I thought your word was patience, man. What you know, you're not very patient. <laughs> you know. So. Exactly. But you know, that's such a great point because uh, we do need accountability partners in our life. And you know, that's not necessarily always a spouse, right? I mean, particularly right. with guys, you know, maybe they take more comfort in having that guy friend. And so maybe this will, for anybody listening who doesn't have those accountability partners, right? Figure out, get somebody because um, we don't succeed alone, right? That's right. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times we do get isolated. And, and I found in life that if you advance in leadership at all, you know, if you, your career or whatever that aspect is, if you advance in leadership, your inner circle gets very, very small, very quickly. You, you kind of, um, you become more protective uh, of, of your, of your behind the scenes life. And unfortunately you can't do life by yourself and you really need to do, uh, to find people who, um, are going to lift you up and make you your best. I've heard it said, this is a really interesting quote. You will be the average of your five closest friends. Yeah. That's a scary thought for some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Take a look at your friends right now and maybe you're trading some in. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know what? That's interesting because this is something I, I know I've heard that for many years. Um, and whenever I hear that and I start to evaluate that, you know, it's like you said, the, you know, with leadership, right? You're going to sh- you're going to shrink that circle. And for many, probably myself included, that is sometimes a hard process to go through and to kind of move yourself away from those friends, which would probably take you out of some of those habits um, and activities that, you know, are probably subconsciously, right? You just, you feel it. You're like, yeah, you know, if I do that, that's kind of like not me being my best. So do you have any advice for how we can, you know, step more into that identity of who we are or should be at our best and get to a place where we can let go, you know, break away from those people or habits? Yeah. You know, in 2014, my one word for the year was momentum. And, and I quickly discovered with the word momentum that you can have positive momentum or negative momentum, mm. you know, that as soon as the, that ball starts rolling, if you're on a negative course, man, that thing picks up speed over time. Mm-hmm. And, and if you surround yourself with people who kind of add either, you know, speed or velocity to that negative momentum, your life kind of goes in a negative direction. So you have to, you know, I, I learned, I have to make a play. You know, in, in an athletic contest, man, if, if the momentum is against us, I, somebody on that team has to make a play. And if it's you and your life, hey, you're the one. You've got to make a play. And you make a decision at that point. Hey, what are the things that are uh, pushing me in a negative way? What are those things that aren't helping me be my best? And i got to make a decision, a change point. I've got to decide. Mm-hmm. I've got to make a change in those areas. So it might be a, a friendship. It might be a decision around your health. It might be, you know, a, a whole host of things, but you've got to make a play to reverse your momentum. And sometimes, you know, those relationships, I just have been intentional about spending less time with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes that means filling that time with something else and being less available, or it might be, you know, it might honestly be an honest conversation, mm. um, that, you know, listen, I'm trying to be my best and, and, and calling that person up higher. Yeah. Sometimes those people just need somebody to say, hey, I want to be better. Sure. And then they're inspired to be better themselves. Yeah. Either way, we've got to get clear on that and really take ownership of that once and for all. Otherwise, we'll probably continue to be dissatisfied, uh, you know, with where we're at. Absolutely. And, you know, seeking out other relationships, you know, I will coach people to take to get a short list together mm-hmm. and put a short list together of people in your life who you admire for some reason or another. 
you know, whether it's they've got a great marriage or they seem to be a great father who's engaged and you want, you want to be better in that area or they're successful in business and they seem to do it with integrity and character and honesty, you know, make that short list of people who you naturally come in contact with that, that you would like to develop a, a better relationship with to become part of that in, internal inner circle. Um, sometimes you have to be really intentional about establishing those relationships. Mm. Yeah, so I like the uh, the idea of the invite because sometimes, you know, hey, listen, uh, you have that conversation. This is what I'm trying to do in my life, trying to, you know, get better, improve and just right, right, have a better, richer, fuller life. And so I'm doing this thing, right? I'm engaging in this one word practice because I want to achieve, you know, these things. And hey, I, I, you know, I need accountability partners. And I thought of mm-hmm. you, may, would you like to be part of this? And I can, you know, we can hold each other accountable. And then maybe you can help that other person discover their word. And all of a sudden, they're making the changes they need to also. Yeah, it's an, it really does kind of grow itself. It's an organic mm. process, you know. So I found that most people are looking for people to um, to be influenced by, to be honest. Right. Good people. Like if you said that to someone and they admired you for some reason, they're going to want to be part of that. And they probably, they didn't know it, but they probably want relationships like that yeah. so that they can be their best. And all of a sudden they're like, man, I was thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Next thing you know, you've got a great partnership to be to be your best. Somebody's got to be the leader. Why not you, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Take the ball. Come on. All right, cool. So let's recap. Uh, step one, look in. Step two, look up. Step three, look out. And I know we've got some resources on your website, which we'll, we'll point the people to in a minute. Um, but I wanted to uh, address this issue of, okay, so I've got this one word. Um that's all fine and well, but how am I going to be sure that's going to relate to behavioral change and mapping out? I mean, with this, I assume there comes some, some type of an action plan. Absolutely. You know, on our, on our website, we've got a, a detailed action plan for this. But at the same time, you know, this, this looking out, this living out your word is really where the rubber meets the road. And I create a whole bunch of checkpoints along the way to make sure that I'm asking the right questions and making progress. So, for example, uh, on New Year's Eve, we get the families together and, and we discuss our words. We share with each other, hey, why did you select the word you did? And what do you hope to, uh, what progress do you hope to make this year with that word? Um, and a lot of times it doesn't turn out the way you thought. You know, you grow in different ways, but we share that and we will paint our words on a on a nine by 12 piece of canvas. Uh, it's a framed canvas. You can get it at any uh, craft store. And we paint our words and we actually put them up in, in our kitchen so that it becomes part of our regular ongoing conversation. You know, um, I would say in our household, we probably, you know, refer to the words on the wall probably once a month mm-hmm. in, a, in a dinner conversation and people share. And, and also it gives you an opportunity to speak some insight into the people around you um, so that, that they can see maybe how their word is being effective where they didn't realize it. Um, you know, I'll put my word on my screensaver, on my phone, and then each week, as I as I do a little bit of journaling and reflection, I ask the question, and I look at six specific aspects of my life. I look at my spiritual life, my physical health, my emotional health, my mental state and growth, uh, my financial health, uh, and relationships. And I look at those six pieces, and I say, how is this word playing out in these areas? And is there any action I can take to use that word to improve that aspect of my life. Interesting. And how often are you kind of asking those questions and reflecting? Do you actually schedule that or is it just part of your consciousness now? 
Well, you know, I've made this more a part of my regular routine, you know, so this is usually on a weekly or an every other week basis. I take a look at the impact on those six areas because, you know, I'm a veteran of this. Yeah, I, I, this has become part of my DNA. And I realize that each word in the end, uh, in the end of every year becomes a chapter of my life. Hmm. So, you know, we talk about one of the words that I used in my past was detox. Mm-hmm. So I use this word detox and a lot of people look at you funny when you, when you use a word like detox, huh? All right. What's going on in your life? You know? And, uh, I said, it's not, it's not due to alcohol or drugs. It, that <laughs> isn't it. But however, it is about habits in my life that are toxic potentially that are preventing me from being my best. Mm. So I would say, all right, w- in what areas of my physical health do I need to, do I need detox? You know, what things do I need to eliminate? Am I eating things that are yeah. detrimental to my life? So you start asking those questions around each, uh, each area of your life. Did you say your word was detox one time? Yeah. Yeah. Detox. Wow. You wouldn't think that'd be a word, right? That somebody would choose. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not one you want to share publicly. I'm glad I just shared it with you and your audience. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Appreciate that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, as a matter of fact, I want to do a little experiment because um, I, I know I shared this with you over email. And so I went through the exercise. And, and for me, the word that kept coming up was um, ownership. Um, and it might be because I've recently, you know, read this book, Extreme Ownership, by uh, Jocko Wilnick and his partner there, uh, both ex-Navy SEALs and stuff. But, you know, there's some really great uh, leadership principles and principles in there. And, of course, you know, we all know that we're ultimately responsible for how our life turns out and our level of happiness and satisfaction and all that. So, mm. for me, I don't know, you know, it, it's it's a word that, you know, I wrestle with a little bit because when it, when if, if I take on that word, and I'll just put this on me right now, we're going to – you talked about how you do consulting and everything, so – um, I'll allow you to respond to this in a second, but you know, I take on that word ownership. And so that's a little bit kind of like, Oh, are you sure? I mean, you know, you sure you're up, you sure you can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. But yeah, it's a big word. It is. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, that means I'm responsible for every, you know, for, okay. Yeah. Like you just said, my health, my fitness, my, and the level of yes. right achievement or whatever word you want to use satisfaction or happiness or yes. whatever. Um, yeah. So, so what advice would you give, let's say I am, you know, one of your consulting clients or you're at a company and you picked me in the room, um, my words, ownership, any follow up to that you would have? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's a tremendous word and I just had an opportunity. You're scaring me now, man. (laughs) Oh, it it is such a great word, right? I just had an opportunity where I was, I did a, uh, I had a speaking opportunity with an organization. We talked about this very thing about this idea of taking personal ownership for your life. Mm. And I put it in terms of you are the driver. You're the driver of this thing. Now, you know, as a man of faith, of course, I'm trusting that God is going to, you know, give me direction. But in the end, we're in partnership. You know, I've got to take action. So you're the driver, man. And here's what it does. Here's what this word eliminates. It eliminates excuses, Mm -hmm. right? You you can't now say, oh, the reason I'm not where I want to be with my personal health is because of X, Y, and Z. Well, that goes away because you're going to take ownership for the steps necessary to be in great shape. Um, It eliminates your ability to blame others, you know, you, because you're taking personal responsibility for the process. Now the outcome, you know, you may not achieve the outcome exactly the way you thought you would, but the truth is if you're taking ownership, you're taking personal responsibility. And you know what? Here's another thing, Jeff, if you don't like the direction of your life, then there's no one else to, you can't look around you and say, Hey, are can you help? You know, why aren't you getting this done for me? It's, you have to own those things. I love it. 
because at the end of the day, you know, do you really want your future to be in the hands of Right. And ultimately it's not. So quit kidding myself. That's right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. You're just a Ah, uh, very good, very good. Um, what are some other examples of of words you've heard just to spark people's ideas, perhaps? You know, a lot of people will choose words like uh, simplify. I think there is a a prevailing sentiment that everyone feels overwhelmed or overscheduled, or you know, just uh, in the weeds, overcommitted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and because of that, people have a real desire to simplify their life. And and I've seen that words simplicity or simplify. Uh, have incredible life change in in people's lives because here's what it does: they start looking around um, all the areas of their life that are complicated or that are that are overbooked, overscheduled, overwhelmed, whatever, and and those, they start clearing out the clutter. Uh, a great example of of this is if you were to open the door to your walk-in closet, for example. Mm. Ugly. You would be, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. You would, you might have to kick some stuff back into the closet before you close the door. Nobody likes that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, studies show that you will only wear about 10% of the clothes that you own. <laughs> so you know, That's so year, true. I just thought of that the other day. Yeah, I got to get rid of yeah. some stuff. <laughs> if, you, if you have a stack of shirts, for example, if you just put your hand in the middle of that stack and took the bottom half, you would never know those shirts were gone. You give them away to Goodwill, mm-hmm. you'd never know that they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so people will go in and literally declutter their closet in or in an effort to simplify their their space. You know what's interesting about that when when you declutter your closet and we, I think we've all done this uh, from time to time it's amazing how you feel lighter and freed up, oh. you know? Oh my gosh, buddy. It gives you so much life, doesn't it? And so much more energy. So much more positive energy. You know, for the guys out there that are thinking, well, a closet, who cares? That's, you know, that's somebody else's problem. I look at my garage. Mhm. And, and oh my gosh, you know, I got to the place where I'm determined to be able to always park the two cars in the garage. <laughs> you know, I do not want to be the guy with the car out on the side of the road or in my driveway. Yep. Well, and see, I spent some time cleaning it out and man, I, I got so much life from it. I, I did the uh, uh, different thing when it came to, you know, taking ownership in the area of fitness where we had a pool table in the garage. The kids never used it. So I gave that away and uh, put my home gym in the garage. <laughs> now there's no oh, excuses. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm telling you, I wish I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> All right, so it's a great idea. Something else came up here. Um, what about when you have words that are um, kind of vague, if you will? And I guess give you a couple examples of that of words, you know, perhaps that I've seen, such as like maybe drive or rebirth mm-hmm. or accelerate. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one could argue, well, dude, that's kind of vague and unspecific. Like, how would somebody mm-hmm. e- either improve that word or right craft an actual out- outcome around that? Yeah, game plan. Yeah, yeah. A word that you didn't mention it exactly, but it's it's kind of along the lines of rebirth or you know revitalization is a word renew, mm-hmm. and we we hear renew a lot. Um, and and I will say this: uh, there are thousands of words that have been used very uniquely, um, and I do believe that if you're sensitive to what you need most and what uh, what needs to change most, the word is going to be very personal and applicable to you. Mm-hmm. So a word like renew will be this. Well, how do you ask the question and you need to, again, I go back to the six dimensions of life and I say, what are some decisions I can make? What are some actions I can take that will bring renewal to my financial life? Okay. Got it. So, you know, what are some decisions that I'm making that are preventing that renewal? What needs to be revitalized here? That type of thing. So that's a good uh, filter question, if you will, to run it through that. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, because those are the roles that you play. You know, those are the, the dimensions of your life that you hope will have some positive impact from doing this exercise. And the more you ask those questions and then say, well, what action can I take? And I, I usually boil it down, you know, in the, in the spirit of one word, I'll say, what's one thing that I can do in my physical life to bring renewal, for example. Mm -hmm. and, and that one thing becomes a rallying cry and it, it's very narrow. And usually you make a lot of progress toward it. Okay. No, that's good. I like that because that then th does give you that focus for, okay, I've got the one, the one word. And then you ask that question, you know, around the six areas of life, how can I have more renewal or ownership or whatever yes. it is in those areas of life? And you'll come up with answers to that. That's right. Got it. All right. Um, now you guys I've seen have also since, you know, the, um, the, the, uh, genesis of one word, if you will, right. Can one word well, the one word that will change your life, you've now expanded into life word, right? Discover your one word to leave a legacy. Do you want yes. to share how that came about and any key differences there? Oh, yeah. It, this is this is brand new, came out in December, and we are excited about the momentum it's, it's getting. Um, the difference between one word that will change your life and life word, uh, discovering your one word to leave a legacy is is this. Um, one word that will change your life is all about life change. It's about refining you and making into your, your very best. Uh, it's preparing you for the, the things that you're called to do. And it's all about life change. Life word is really about legacy. It's about beginning with the end in mind. Um, it's about focusing on your purpose, your big purpose, your, your, um, your life's work, if you will. So that you can kind of keep that plumb line, you know, stay focused on the purpose of your life so that you can live on purpose, live with purpose, and in the end, make a positive difference for others. Got it. And that just came out in December, huh? It did. You know, one word is kind of like the chapters of your story mm -hmm. and, and life word is, is that title. Um, you know, I was just the other week. It's funny. I was on my, I was on my phone and I was walking from one location to another in an area I was unfamiliar with. Uh, I was going to pick up my car. Actually, they were doing some work on it. And I'm, I'm walking and I'm looking at my phone as I'm walking. And I look up and all of a sudden I discover I'm, I'm actually in the middle of a graveyard. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, this is not really where I thought I'd end up. Um, but I looked around this graveyard and I looked around at all the, all the tombstones there. And I said, man, this fits with this whole life word concept is you've got one life. Hmm. Uh, it, you will make a difference in some way, shape or form. And the question is, will you be intentional about the way you live so as to leave the greatest positive mark that you can in this life? Um, and that's where life word comes in, creating that one word focus on the big picture for the mark that you're going to you leave behind. Wow. That's cool. Um, before we direct people to your website, I know there's resources there. Any, uh, quick success stories. I know you've got some on your website, but any that like come to mind in terms of, you know, this one company or individual you worked with that you saw, right? Uh, noticeable difference for them. Yeah. I think, you know, a high profile one that's current, uh, is Dabo Sweet Sweeney of, uh, of Clemson university. He's the head oh, coach. Oh, well, how team. timely is that? <laughs> there you go. Come on, Dabo. We love you, buddy. And Dabo is, he's one of those guys that, uh, um, he's a passionate dude. And uh, John Gordon, in particular, our co-author, has worked with them for years and years and has really helped Dabo to transform the culture of that locker room. And his word for the year this year was love. Hmm. 
And he said that, that the team that loves most is going to win. The team that loves most in the locker room, the, the group of guys that are most committed, that love each other, that believe the best in each other, that won't give up on each other, is going to be the one who on the field of play is going to play at the highest level. And it's been his word for the year. It's, it's provided that focus, that driving focus throughout the year. And, of course, they, you know, they had the good fortune this year to win the national championship. Last year they fell a little short. Mm. Um, but I think that that driving force has really created a culture of teamwork, belief, and unity in the locker room that shows up on the field. Yeah. Uh, culture can change everything. And I'm sure you've seen that when you work with companies when that's such a great, I mean, you think about that with football. I mean, who would have thought about that, right? The team that loves the most wins. It doesn't sound usual yeah. for football locker rooms. Yeah. Not very masculine, right? No. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's incredible. But pretty powerful. Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right. So uh, there's tons of resources on the website. Um, I know I've gone through some of them. I've got the book and I'm diving into that. So I'm kind of walking through kind of a self-study with this right now, but I'm going to be identifying my accountability partner. So anybody who's listening to this and wants to be my accountability partner, you let me know. Um, but uh, in terms of resources, you've got like discussion guides and a review uh, and you can actually create your own poster and print it out. Um, where Where would you like to direct people to? Yeah, the easiest way to get that is at our website, which is getoneword.com. Mm -hmm. And once people buy the book, go through it, go through the process and discover their word, we'd love to hear about it. And you can uh, tweet us at, at getoneword as well. And yours, if you have pictures of the word, of the way you're keeping it front and center, man, post it and we'll be excited to see your journey. Oh, that's awesome. And you even have a one word promise on there, which is I, I think is kind of a great accountability thing that you may want to put up somewhere uh, because it really just helps you reconnect to your promise to live out your one word. Yeah, a lot of people will use that as a an instrumental way to keep it front and center and to remind themselves of their focus on this word for the year. Yeah, that's great. This is going to be an experiment for me. And uh, I wouldn't mind if uh, perhaps you're open to it maybe, you know, six months from now. We do it. We do a checkup, and maybe bring it back on, and I'll probably have some feedback from the audience by then. But you know, maybe we can revisit that, and you know, you'll get some uh, updates, a progress report from me, if you will. You got it, man. I'm in. And if you need checkpoints along the way, you know, we need to connect every month just so I keep you on track. Let's do that as well. Yeah, uh, you guys have a great newsletter there as well. You have a one-word action plan. Getoneword.com. Definitely check it out. Anything coming up uh, this year in 2017 that you, this feels relevant to mention? Uh, just, I'll tell you this, the momentum from this has been tremendous and we're seeing it with teams, with businesses, with organizations. Uh, we're actually in the process of considering doing some kind of a, of a conference on this because mm. of the impact. And so we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. Definitely a conference, right? Some regional points around the country, but, um, one word, man, you know, it's funny when I uh, did the uh, intro for this podcast, I asked that question, can one word change your life, right? kind of a cliffhanger. And um, so hopefully by listening here today, you um, believe that it can, especially if you right take ownership of that word, follow through on your promise to live that word and uh, live that out on a, on a daily basis. And, and by the way, as I'm sure you know, and I know you're a believer of this, Jimmy, is, hey, you're not perfect. So you're going to make mistakes and you're going <laughs> to fall short, but that's okay. Get back up and get focused on that one word, right? That's right. Yep. Nobody's perfect. This is a journey it's a process. Don't don't focus on the, the outcome, but focus on the process along the way. 
and we guarantee that you will make progress. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I've learned a lot. I've, I've got some personal growth already just from this session today, and I know it'll come even more by following through on my one word promise. So for those of you listening, uh, if you do want to uh, you know, have an accountability partner, maybe we'll put a small group together or something. Let me know. You can always email me, info at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Um, and thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so on iTunes or Stitcher, depending upon the type of phone you have. And uh, once again, always thank you for listening. Jimmy, thank you again for your time. And uh, for everybody listening here, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at mortgagemarketinginstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our mortgage marketing pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.